0: Father, I thank you for the ministration of your word today. I thank you for your spirit, Father. Holy Spirit, speak through this vessel of clay. Speak words that will illuminate minds and open hearts, Father, and cause people to see Christ, Father, in everything that we do. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. Amen. Amen. Well, this week has been... Off the chain it 's been tremendous uh, uh, about the unfolding vision of the Lord. My wife and I were totally blessed because we 're at a stage in our life where we want to see that unfolding vision we 're working in a new vision, and we started that two years ago, planting another church. so uh, we 're all about church growth, and uh, the messages that Uh, I have heard they've all flowed together beautifully, uh, and they've all just meshed together, and uh, yesterday's message on, uh, the final message in the conference was on push, just push through. It's it's like Paul in uh, Philippians 3, I strive towards a prize. Uh, it's, It's sometimes difficult, but I'm going to push I'm going to make sure I get to do what God called me to do. So I have a message this morning, and I believe it's pertinent for this time, and it's the power of expectation. Uh, And I think everyone needs to have that power of expectation. It's one of the most powerful forces in the world, which many people use in a negative direction. They expect something bad to happen every day that they get up. They just live that way. Uh, we, we, in our nation, people seem to have their finger on the, the self-destruct button all the time. It's like there's no hope, there's no vision, there's no, uh, they don't see a future, so they're not, they don't have that expectation. When I, I thank God when I was 27 years old uh, someone spoke to me and ignited that expectation in my life there was the, 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 something in my mind just clicked over from uh, the way that I was brought up in my environment uh, with, with my, my my dad was a farm laborer all his life It was a menial t- job, and uh, the only way that he could we could survive was that he worked in the farm all day and then he looked for other jobs in the farm, digging ditches, digging drains and all that sort of thing. And we were out there doing it with him. But he, my dad had no vision whatsoever to get out of that. But my mum had vision. Amen. And my mum put that expectancy into our lives. So, uh, we have to capitalize on that uh, expectation, that theory of expectation in our life. And it's one of, the, one of the greatest characteristics of people who achieve extraordinary things in their life is that they live a life of expectation. They expect only good to happen for them. Oral Roberts once said, something good is going to happen to you today. And, and, and you just need to know that. Something, when you get up in the morning, something good. You, when you get up in the morning, the devil reaches for his valium. It gets nervous when you get up in the morning because he knows that you are going to do something that's going to shake his kingdom. Uh, so the first scripture I have is Luke 3.15, and the, the, just the first part, it says, Now, as the people were... In expectation. That word expectation in the Greek, it's like you're, you're, you're waiting on something and in one version of the Bible it says it's a tippy-toe thing. You're looking for something coming. There's something coming. It's coming towards you and you've been told it's coming. The promise is coming and you're in expectation of it. It's like uh, in the Old Testament was a foretelling of Jesus that was coming. And we see in Luke chapter 2, we see the story of Simeon and Anna, the prophetess. Simeon had, for 400 years, it was quiet. There was, uh, God had not said anything, and the people were now waiting on that promise. And uh, Simeon was in the, the temple on the day that Jesus came by been led by the Spirit, he was waiting in expectation. He was an old man by this time. And Anna the prophetess, the Bible tells us, had uh, been married f- uh, for seven years from the, after her virginity, and was fourscore years older than that. So she was at least a hundred years old at this time. And their expectation. was was there for that long because they were expecting the promise of salvation to be there. So it's like a tippy-toe time. I'm ready for whatever is coming my way. I'm expecting something. I'm expecting the promises of God to be uh, materialized in my life today. I expect the vision that I have, that unfolding vision, to come to reality today. I'm expecting a promotion today. I'm expecting favor wherever I go today. I'm expecting to drive without accidents. I'm expecting that I'll not be mugged or or, or hijacked or my house broken into. Uh, amen? Amen? I just have to pause at this moment in time and say, how good you all look with your national dress on this morning. It's so beautiful. Do you know, I actually forgot, I should have worn my national dress today. Bishop, you need to tell me when these things are happening. (laughs) And I could wear my national dress. But you'd probably be so intent and looking at me, you wouldn't hear what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So, so, number one, we need to anticipate, anticipate the presence of God and seek intimacy with Jesus for this uh, expectancy, expectancy, expectancy in our life. The Word of God says this in Isaiah 55, verse 2. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what, what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me. Listen carefully to me. Don't just hear the word, but listen to it. Meditate on it and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear and your soul shall live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. Hear intelligently uh, with That is is talking about hearing with the implication of attention, obedience, and expectation that when you hear uh, the Word of God, you're you're, you're expecting it to work. Now, as as, as the, the vision of this church unfolds, you should be expecting your life to grow at the same level as the church grows. Amen. You should be... You should expect your life to grow incrementally in greater levels. Amen. If you, if you don't have that expectation, uh, you'll stay in the same place that you've always been. Isaiah 55, 11 says, it's the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. I believe that. I believe it totally that when we put out the word, His word is life to those that find it, Proverbs four twenty three, and health, healing to all their flesh. When you find His word and you apply it with, with the word of faith in your life, it cannot not f- bring the promise of God in your life. Amen. You can. I, I remember and. Um, 2011 when I had the heart attack I, I was in a hospital in an ICU and there was many people there and every one of them was saying to me oh you know this is it This is your, your life's over now you'll never be able to do anything else you'll never be able to do anything that's you, where you exert yourself or anything else and they had no expectation of, of recovery. My expectation was full recovery, full recovery. I wasn't going to have just so for that full recovery, I pray over, over my vascular system every day. I pray over my heart every day. I lay hands on myself every day. Amen. I have expectation of long life. Amen. Amen. Because the word of God, Psalm ninety-one sixteen says, with long life shall I satisfy you and show you my salvation. Well, in Scotland, I haven't seen the promise come to pass yet. So I, I believe God has given me the long life to get to that place where the promise is accomplished. Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, the, the Word of God says this in uh, the rest of uh, Isaiah 55 from the New King James Version. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Expect it to happen uh, without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. God knows that the power of accomplishment is in his word, which is active and powerful. God's word is active and powerful. Romans 8, 15 in the the Message Bible says this. This resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expecting. It's adventurously expectant. It's adventurously expectant. Christianity is an adventure. Christianity is exciting. It, there's something great happens in Christian, that your life changes completely. So it's adventurously expected. you expect a miracle today. Greeting God the, the, the word goes on and says, "Greeting God with a childlike, "What's next, Papa?" God's spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. We know who he is, and we know who we are, and we had a great message from Apostle Mbebwe on that this week. Uh, Father and children, and we know we're going to get what's coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. We go through exactly what Christ goes through, and if we go through the hard times with him, then we're certainly going to go through the good times, Uh, with him. Amen. Uh, So we have an unbelievable inheritance. So with that unbelievable inheritance, we're looking for it. It's like, I'm excited for this unbelievable inheritance. When's it coming? Uh, You know, it's like you promise your children something and it's daddy, 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 when are you going to give that? Daddy, 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 I'm looking for that. And it's like Christmas coming. uh, Daddy, 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 can I have this? Can I have that? And so God has got an unbelievable inheritance for us and it's, Daddy, Daddy, when's, when, when am I getting my inheritance? He says, you've got it. Just receive it. Just receive it. Just receive it. It's already there. I've given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. Just receive it. Receive it. It's already yours. You've got all the health that you need. My son died on the cross for you so that you would, you, that you would not have to go through sickness and disease. Amen. This conference this week has been filled with the healing power of God. You just need to be in this place to get healed this week. you just got to receive it. It's, it's like uh, yesterday we were told, just receive, just receive. Uh, that final push, just receive the energy. The Word of God says, don't be weary in well-doing. You say, well, We've been here all week and I'm so tired. No, God gives you the, uh, when you pray in the Spirit, it says in Jude 20, you have supernatural eo. He re-energizes you in your inner man. He gives you the energy to go further and stronger and longer, amen? That's the, the unbelievable inheritance that God has given us to give us life in all its abundance, Amen. Hallelujah. Life in all its abundance, church. Life in all its abundance. You, you, until you, when, when I got saved in 1980, I believed every word that I heard. Every word. You know, sometimes you need to be around doubters Kenneth Hagin said, I'd rather have dope peddlers in the church than doubt peddlers because you can do something with dope peddlers. And a doubt, someone sows doubt into your mind, then you start to question the, the belief system that you have. When, God's, God, when God says there's an unbelievable inheritance, you say, well, is that really true? It hasn't happened for, you know, my auntie died of this or my dad or my mom. And you say, you, you base, you, you don't base your belief system on life's experiences. Believe, be, base it on the Word of God, Amen. which is true. Amen. Believe, and, and if, if God's Word says it, it's going to come to pass. When, you, when you're living expectantly, you must know this, Colossians 2.14, It says, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of my way, having nailed it to the cross. You see, there's nothing between you and your miracle. He removed the obstacles and nailed them to the cross. There's nothing between you and your miracle. The obstacles have been removed and nailed to the cross. There's nothing between you and your miracle except doubt. Doubt out. Amen. Doubt out. Amen. Don't receive doubt. Don't get around doubt talkers. Amen. Stay free of doubt. Amen. Amen. I, I said it yesterday. You've got to take every thought captive, every doubt captive, so that you can live that uh, miracle life that we've, we've been promised. Expect pain to leave. Expect fear to leave, expect this depression to leave. You know, I was thinking about South Africa and everything that was happening and I thought, you know, Maikai 4 says that the end time church will be a mountaintop church and people f- from every nation will flow unto it. And then it says that they will turn their pangas into, pr- into prowshares and their pruning uh, and, uh, and their, their knives into pruning forks. So that's what the Word of God says. We believe that. That people will flow from every nation, tribe, and tongue into this, uh, the, the, the body of Christ. And, and we are the purveyors of peace. Amen. We are the purveyors of peace. Amen. Amen. And, and God's already given us. We, we are the peacemakers. Touch your neighbor and say, you're a peacemaker. Amen. And even say that to your husband and your wife. Psalm 119 verse 126 says, It's time for you to act, O Lord, for they have regarded your law as void. God's law is not void. And in other words, when we see people mocking God and doing the opposite to his word, we should expect God to work and demonstrate his power. But he can only do that through people that are filled with expectation that his power will work. Someone came to me the other day here and they said, Pastor, you prayed for me one time you were here and I was the first person that came up when you prayed for me, I was healed of cancer. I, I believe, I believe that when I have an expectation that every time I lay hands on the sick, that the sick shall recover, that God is working with me, confirming his word with signs following. I believe that to be true. Amen. I believe that when you lay hands on the sick with expectation, that the sick will recover. When you lay hands... Ask your neighbor, neighbor, are you laying hands on people? Ask your neighbor, neighbor, do you lay hands on yourself when you're sick? You see, we build build our faith in praying for people and sharing the gospel with people. And for this church to go to a place where multitudes—and I, I love to hear Bishop Moses say, sharing this morning how people from different areas in the world are listening. I, I listen in as well to the first thing I normally do in a Sunday. I haven't had it, the the connection for a, a, sh- a short time now, uh, but I, the first thing I do before I go to church, because we're an hour difference, is listen. To Bishop Mosa and tune in to, to the Grace Bible Church podcast. Amen. So Romans eight seventeen says, and since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also be sharing in his suffering. So we suffer. When, when we are reproached, but we continue, amen. We don't give up. We have a, we have a double claim to everything in heaven. Every promise in the, the book uh, is for us. It can be seen clearly in Acts chapter three. And uh, I'll just read through that quickly from verse one to eight in the Amplified Bible. It said, now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer the ninth hour, and a man who'd been unable to walk from birth was being carried along, whom they used to set down every day at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, so that he could beg alms from those entering the temple. So when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking them for coins. But Peter, along with John, stared at him intently and said, Look at us. And the man began to pay attention to them eagerly expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you in the name of and the authority, the power of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene. Begin now to walk and go, attempt now to walk and go on walking. Then he seized the man's right hand with a firm grip, raised him up, and at once his feet and ankles became strong and steady. And with a leap, his student began to walk, and he went to the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. You know, that man's expectation was as much a part of that miracle as Peter and John being there. When they ministered to him, his expectation level grew. Your expectation on the expectation meter must be about 99.9% after this week. The expectation that you of the word that you have heard that's filled you, your expectation must be way up here somewhere and you're just so stoked. You, you, you can't wait to get out of here and meet people in the streets and tell them the good news. Amen. We have such good news we have the the greatest message about the greatest person that that ever lived and we are not telling the story. So uh, Jesus works through expectation. You need to live in the area of unreasonable expectation. Some people will say, well, no, you're expecting too much. No, you've got to live in the area of unreasonable expectation where you stretch stretch yourself even farther. I, I remember the story of John G. Lake that came to this country. And when John G. Lake came to this country from America, he was a lawyer. He started the AFM movement. He was a lawyer. He had an expectation that God had called him So when he got to the boat in America, he didn't have a ticket. His wife didn't have a ticket. And his wife wanted a certain rocking chair that was the only thing she wanted to bring to Africa with her. And it wasn't there. And he says, God told me that we will go on this boat, we'll get the tickets, and you'll have everything you need. And as they're on the boat, they're just about to draw up the gangplank, and here's a horse and cart, comes along, right on top of the horse and cart is the rocking chair. Unreasonable expectation. (laughs) He gets to South Africa. He gets here, he gets off the boat, doesn't know anybody. He didn't send a telex, he didn't send a WhatsApp or anything in those days. And he gets off the boat, and there's a delegation of people waiting, and when he gets off the boat, they say... You're the person that we've been waiting for. Ah, unreasonable expectation. Who would go to our tambo uh, for an airplane without a ticket? See, when God moves in your life, you will do uh, and tells you to do something, you have an unreasonable expectation that he is going to confirm his word. Uh, But we've got to test his word. Amen. Amen. You see, it's... It's impossible for God to forget what he promised you. So the question is, are you expecting what he promised you? What will you do when your mind tells you that this is unreasonable? Amen. Amen. Your mind is that's where the battlefield is that every one of us face when when God tells us something. It's like, um, I'm sure when when bishops started and God told them to do things, it was like, wow, this is so big. I don't know how how I'll be able to do this. But when you start off, when you attempt to do something, then God will meet you where you are. There was a blind man called Bartimaeus, who had a government standard beggar's garment on. And when he heard, in Mark 10 46, when he heard that Jesus was coming along, uh, but he couldn't see him, but he heard Jesus was coming. And we, we, we may not be able to see Jesus, but we know he's coming. We know his promises are coming. And blind Bartimaeus when Jesus was walking by started crying out uh, for Jesus he said Jesus son of David in in Mark 10 46 Jesus son of David have mercy on me They, they warned him to be quiet but he cried out all the more son of David have mercy on me so Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called then they called the blind man saying to him Be of good cheer. Rise, he's calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he came to Jesus. That signifies that before he even touched Jesus, he'd already received his healing. He'd thrown off that garment and received his healing. He had an unreasonable expectation and nothing was going to stop him from exercising that expectation that he had. Sometimes you've got to go against a brick wall and have an expectation or, or, or go charge a troop and jump a high wall. Sometimes you've just got to you'll come against a force that will try and negate your expectation, but your expectation has to push through amen. Amen. amen amen church. if I can leave anything with you in my in my time here it's it, and most of my messages are about changing your mind and increasing your thought processes, watching what's happening in your mind, having a vision for the future, running with the vision of the church, that unfolding vision which is going to make a huge difference in your life. That's why we all must come together and work together with the expectation and pray for our our leaders so that God gives them greater uh, vision Amen. Great. So, you, you know, Daniel eleven thirty two. the word says that they who know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. At my stage in life, I still believe for great exploits. Amen. I'm believing for great exploits. I'm believing for great exploits for you. I'm, I'm believing for great things in Southern Africa and every part of Africa. Amen? Listen, I, I, there's, there's a story of a place called Rwanda. Uh, Rwanda's in the heart of Africa. Rwanda has got the biggest economy in Africa right now. They've got the cleanest cities in Africa. Yeah. Amen? The, 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 the country's working great. I believe if one country in Africa can be like that, yeah. every country can be like that. Yeah. We just need an expectation. <clears throat> Ephesians 1.13 says this, to, In him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Every promise is a principle of the kingdom and every principle is a key to the kingdom. And the Holy Spirit of promise is there to lead us into the promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I expect the Holy Spirit to speak to me every day. The Holy Spirit has spoken to us for many, many years. The Holy Spirit has led us to where we are. We have an expectation of being filled and refilled with the Holy Spirit every day. And if the word says that in Ephesians 6. So five things God wants us to do, and I'll just go through it quickly. One, he invades us. He wants every inch of us. In war, when there's an invasion, they take every part of the land. God wants all of us. So we offer ourselves wholly to God. Amen? Amen. Let Him invade you. Let Him fill you. Let every word become life to you that when you hear it. Number two, He envelops us. We're sealed with the Holy Spirit. God puts us in an envelope. And seals the envelope. Amen. Amen. Uncleanliness and dirt can't touch us because we are sealed. Then he delivers us out of one place into another place. We're sealed with the power of the Holy Spirit till we get to our final destination. Hallelujah. I'm getting there and I'm, I'm getting to my destination and it's not in my own power, not in my own works. He delivers us from fear, delivers us from bondage. He delivers us from legalism. He protects us all along the journey till we get to the destination. God knows your postal address. Your mouth is your address in the kingdom of God. Amen. Your mouth speaking God's word God knows where to find you. Amen. God knows how to get to you and get it to you. Number three, he instructs us. John fourteen twenty six. but the help of the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. I remember many times when I thought I can't do that, but the Holy Spirit came and spoke to me, instructed me and brought the the promise to my remembrance and it took me to the next place in the kingdom, amen Amen. number four he impresses us he impresses on us to pray for people help them, give them gifts you don't need to be here, get out of here he gives us the impressions it's the unction of the Holy Spirit God's all about us helping others amen amen leading others. One day we all stand before God and he's going to ask you, what did, I, what did you do with the gift I gave you? What did you do with the talent I gave you? What did you do with the riches I gave you? Amen. Amen. You know, when we were, my wife and I were in business, we, we've started Bible schools. We have financed the beginning of churches. We have done foundations for churches. We've done earth moving for churches. Uh, God blessed us financially so that we could do all these things for others. Amen. Amen. Even right now in Scotland, we're we're helping a church in Ukraine. We're we're moving stuff to Ukraine. Uh, we're working with orphans in Swaziland. So God gave us the promise and enriched us so that we can help people that need help wherever they are in this whole world. Amen. amen. So, excuse me a moment. The air conditioning's been messing with my throat. Not the air conditioning in here, in the hotel. <laughs> the air conditioning in here is very good, amen. Amen. Just the other week, I am looking here and I'm watching you all and you've all got big coats on and scarves and blankets. (laughs) The air conditioning's awesome. (laughs) We, We were in a tent for a long time here in a church in Johannesburg and in the winter we had the blankets and everything. Then in summer they had to burn mosquito coils. Everybody was coughing all the time. <laughs> the, the, the tent was full of the, the mosquito coil fumes. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank God for the great times. We're still experiencing them. Uh, he indwells us. Uh, you of God, little, uh, 1 John 4, 4, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. He indwells your body as his temple. He needs from you, all he needs from you is to receive. It's for you to get on your tiptoes with expectation. Today, God can fill and empower you. Today is that kind of service where God will fill you and empower you when you're on your toes with expectation. I, You know, on your toes, that's where athletes go. They're on their toes. That's where your best balance is. That's where your, strong, your strength is, on your toes. And you're expecting uh, God just to flood you with his glory, flood you with his, infuse you with his power, infuse you with his presence. There's nothing like it. Last night, we were standing, or yesterday afternoon, When we were closing, we were standing here. It must have been for 15 minutes or something. But the presence of God infused us, it filled us. Even now, as I'm speaking, I just, that sense of the anointing, like a heavy blanket, was just in this place. And it was just so amazing. Amen. I wouldn't. You couldn't pay for the anointing of the presence of God like that. How many of you were here and and you sensed that presence yesterday? God wants to do that every time. Even as you get up in the morning and you go to your place of prayer, that anointing will fall in your life. This morning, I'm listening to City Harvest Church in Singapore as they're listening to their worship. And the anointing's just falling, you know, it's just... Wow. Uh, so, at the, in Philippians 1:20 the Bible says this. Paul says this. This is in keeping with my own eager desire and persistent expectation and hope. I need to read that again. This is in keeping with my own eager desire and persistent expectation and hope. You know, when you speak to someone that has an eager desire and persistent expectation, you can see it in their eyes, you can see it in their face, you can see it in their body language. It's like, ooh, I'm so excited. Let's have a demonstration of excitement. (laughs) Show your neighbor excitement. You know, it's like, show your neighbor. Hey, I'm excited. Ooh. You know, it's like, just practice being excited. Let your face know what your heart's already telling you. Amen. So that's how Paul lived. He had an eager desire and persistent expectation and hope that I shall not disgrace myself, nor be put to shame in anything, but that with the utmost freedom of speech and unfailing courage, now as always heretofore, Christ the Messiah will be magnified and get glory and praise in, the, in this body of mine and be boldly exalted in my person, whether by through life or by through death. So I've come here today with the mindset of fulfilling the mandate God has given me to say, hey, church, it's tiptoe time. It's time we go on. You see a, 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 a runner, Usain Bolt. You know Usain Bolt, was, you know who Usain Bolt is? So when he's on those blocks, he's on his tiptoes. And he's just getting ready. He's just getting ready. And when that gun goes, pow, he releases the power. And you know what? This is what he says when he was asked how he's won so many races. He says, I never look to the left or to the right. I always look at the finish line. Amen. He just no one else matters when it comes to the finish line. I'm not going to be ashamed when I start off in this race. Amen? So God is progressive. God is saying to us, the past is nothing compared to what I've planned for your future. My God is about to do something new in your life. Your God is about to do something new in your life. This is your... After this week, you're on the starting blocks, you're in those blocks, I'm ready. And you just wait, the gun went off yesterday at the last session, amen. It's like, I'm ready, I'm going for this, we're going to do this, amen. We'll never be embarrassed in anything that we try. So, bless the Lord. So, write down your highest expectations, and share it with your wife and share it with your friends and share it with whoever you can share it with. Write down your three highest expectations and, and, and take it to someone that will agree with you on those expectations. How many of you could write down your three highest expectations now? Put your hand up. One, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... We, we never write down what our expectations are and we don't share with others what our expectations are. God wants us to share what our expectations are. When you meet a stranger, that person shouldn't be a stranger for long. Amen. When you invite someone to church, that person will come to church and stay and bring others with them. That's the expectation when they hear the good news. Amen. Uh, when, you, when you go to your work tomorrow, have an expectation that something different is going to happen. And, and, and like Paul says, he has an eager desire for something. That eager desire was to get the gospel out to the world. That eager desire wasn't to, to die in jail, but even although he was there... He had a desire. He's still, uh, even standing in front of King Agrippa in Acts 26, he says, I just think myself a happy man. He wants us to think happy thoughts and with great expectation. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning, please? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for this great gathering of people, Father. For one person with expectation, Lord, can change the world. But Father, these many people here, Father, they can change their situation. They can change the community. They can change their family. They can change the community they live in. They can change... The area they live in, they can change the nation they live in, Father, with that expectation. Father, your word shows us that it all starts with us. It all starts with us and our knowledge of you. If you're here today and you don't have that knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ while you're standing, uh, I would like to give you an invite to come to that place where you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Saviour that if you believe that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, was crucified, suffered death, and was buried, and rose again from the death on the third day, the Bible says you can be saved. Is there anyone here today that doesn't know Jesus? and would like to come to that place. You have an expectation. You don't want to live the way you've been living, but you want to change. You want to go further. You want to do things you've never done, but your environment or something's held you back. But God wants to set you free from that today. If you're here today, would you put your hand up? Raise your hand. I want to pray with you so that you can receive Jesus into your life as your personal Lord and Saviour. Okay, I'm looking over here. Is there anyone over here that would say, Jesus, I receive you as my personal Lord and Saviour? I see that. And here in the middle section, I can't see back from the first few rows, Is there anyone here? If you've raised your hand, please come to the front. I would just like to say a a great big congratulations and thank you so much for receiving Jesus in your life. Just come to the front. Hallelujah. Everyone here is cheering for you. The whole of heaven is cheering for you.